Cinco de Mayo. Throw your common sense out the window because it makes no sense to have such a holiday. No, it really doesn't. It, it really doesn't. No. Not here. And, uh, maybe in France or Mexico. But yeah, it, it, it has nothing some, some to victory do. over some the French. French. Yeah, so it, it really nothing is, to do with us. It at has all. everything Absolutely. to do with selling Corona beer and nothing at all to do with the United States of America. But we still have a show, and it is still riddled with common sense, left, right, up, and down, and sideways. Norm is here with an orange on the desk, a bottle of what looks like Robitussin, but it's probably some other drink. Kombucha. Kayata Kombucha. Robitussin. And his mango Mango lime kombucha. And his typical stack of paper chase papers. (laughs) And a bell housing. And a bell housing. Like a a bell housing for a car. This bell housing is the the most sought after, rarest artifact in automotive history. And he brought it down to the safest place he could think of. couldn't even leave it in his car. It has to be in the studio with him at all times because if it's lost, it is never to be replaced again. The car would be useless and junk like without that. It, it holds the, the, the engine and transmission together. So, uh, yeah, I'm afraid of a scrapper breaking the window, stealing my magnesium bell housing that goes in my race car, and we're getting it serviced today. Um out at uh, Driving Machines in Dublin. My good friend Jeffrey Heller is going to help me out on this project. And, uh, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I think we can comfortably say this is the first podcast in history to have a bell housing uh, <laughs> uh, at, at the taping. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't probably say so. that for sure, but it's a, probably a good theory. It's a good theory, man. Yeah, it's for whom the bell housing tools. You've got everything else. Can, probably other studios have steering wheels and, and, and you know seats that are right. logoed out with car stuff. Not us. Not, not, not us. us. No, we go for the, the greasy gravitas. hands. That's yes. right. That's right. right. So, commonsenseohioshow.com is where you can find us, or you can find us wherever you have your podcasts, wherever, wherever you find your other podcasts which I'm sure would include mine, Lawyer Talk, um, as well as Munitions Podcast and everything else that streams pro- prolifically out of 511 Studio C. At any rate, uh, we should probably hit it because there's lots going on. As, as Speaking of bells, graduation bells are ringing up at Ohio State this weekend, I think. Yes. Uh, and uh, that, means, that means yep. chaos. That means steer clear of folks you <clears throat> see down on campus because, uh, look, I, I know what I was doing the day I graduated from college aside from just being in some long line in a warm, sunny day in the college, up at Worcester, Ohio, I was probably consuming some sort of alcoholic libation um, and pushing it too far. And getting a receipt going, you'll get it in the mail. You'll, you'll get, get it, it in the, the mail. mail. Yeah. You'll get it in the mail. Yeah. As the Coneheads would have said on Matt, SNL, Matt. mass quantities <laughs> <laughs> of alcohol. You've aged yourself beyond yes, I have. the bell housing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the uh, – Dan Aykroyd, God – you know, they, they, they shuffle curtain. through thousands of kids uh, who are graduating. Do they still do it in the shoe? I think they probably do. I know during pandemic, everything got sort of wonky, but I think they're back in the shoe and they'll probably shuffle them through and um, call Ex- your name. Exchanging germs. Love oh, it. Oh, terrible. Enough. Love it. Yeah, terrible. Give each other viruses and bacterias oh. and build up your yeah. immune system. Come herd on. Immunity. It doesn't exist. Remember Fauci said, so herd immunity is not going to save this one. This is so... Significant. This is such a horrendous risk of death and maiming and 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 awful. Uh, I hope there's nothing but hugging and kissing going on out there at the shoe. Yeah, screw your neighbor. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, 
Hold on now. I mean, wait a minute. Norm did say no, that. No, If we went Woodstock 3. Kiss, yeah. 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 Kiss, your neighbor. <laughs> Kiss your neighbor. Build up the uh, herd immunity. Right. Uh, at any rate, that's going on. And then also, it is Cinco de Mayo, as I pointed out at the uh, break of the hour. Right. Uh, which is a meaningless holiday, yet it means something. It means you can sell alcohol, give people an excuse to get drunk. It See. is the proverbial amateur night out. I don't drink alcohol anymore. But when I did, I would have called this amateur night, See. and I would have steered clear. Yeah, well, you know, well, and, uh, you know, and in, in in all honesty, just be careful out there. Yeah, if you're going to partake, just be smart. Right, use Re- some common sense. Common sense. Here's the problem. Just do that. Here's Read the it. problem. Go ahead, Stevie. Alcohol directly targets the portion of your brain, the prefrontal cortex, that delivers common sense. <laughs> Mm. So you it, it, like when everybody says, "I don't know what happened. I just got drunk and blah blah." I said, "I know what happened. Alcohol did what it was supposed to do." Mm-hmm. So people ask me all the time. I'll give this aside and I'll let Norm mm-hmm. take off with his list. Um, <laughs> oh no, no. Well, yeah. I think it's common sense PSA. Yeah, this is common sense PSA. Exactly. So people ask yeah. me all the time. Your business, your drink. I, I look. I do criminal defense from you know everything from uh, complex federal litigation all the way down to the speeding and drinking and driving is a, is a good portion of it. And and uh, uh, you know in, in a more serious on a more serious note. Uh, ag, vehicular, ag vehicular assault, ag vehicular homicide, where somebody has killed somebody themselves or a loved one as a result of um, drinking and driving. You know, these are serious things. But people ask me all the time, isn't your business suffering since the advent of Lyft and Uber and these other services that would drive people to their favorite place to have their libations? And the answer is categorically no. In fact, it maybe even has increased. And, you know, if I could surmise why, I'm not a a uh, sociologist where I've studied this in detail, but I do have a pretty good viewpoint on things because I see it day in and day out. People come in and here's the perfect example. I had a client come in. He had a book, a log book full, full of all the times he took Uber, Lyft or a cab or a designated driver since the last time he was in my office with an OVI. And he was in my office this time with an OVI two or three years later with a log book full because he was of the, of the ilk, the sort of engineering ilk that he would log things and that would keep him on target. And I just looked at him. I said, how'd that work for you? He said, great. And I said, yet you're here <laughs> yes. with these OVI tickets. Right. Well, you know, I was at a wedding, and I you know, I wasn't going to drink. I was did, had a couple shots, and I didn't plan on blah, 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 blah. I get, and here he was, despite Uber, Lyft, and all the times he'd done it. And then more often I get people who make it home with Uber, Lyft, or whatever, or a cab, or a friend, and they say, man, I'm hungry. I'm just going to buzz up around the corner and grab some White Castle or some Wendy's after the late game. <laughs> and that's so funny that they would use a lift for their body, but they wouldn't think DoorDash for food. That's uh, right. But, but when you got the munchies, you got the munchies. And You're not going to wait. The reason yeah. is, is because True. your brain is impaired at that point, right. and it cannot make a rational decision. And it's not their fault. It is their fault. It's not their fault. It is their fault, right? It's the right. alcohol is doing what it's supposed to do, and uh, it impairs their ability to make a rational reasoned decision not to drive. And this is why designated drivers sometimes work and often do not, because after you get to the place where you've gotten, um, the designated driver gets drunk or, oh, I just had one. And next thing I know, well, there's a reason after you had one, you want another one and you don't think about it. Well, it's only six beers. I can make it home. And next thing you know, you make it home, but it's because somebody picked you up at the police department and drove you home after you've been picked up for OVI. So public service announcement, back to mm-hmm. Brett's point, uh, don't drink and drive. And, you know, how do right. you, what's, I, people ask me, well, how do you avoid the OVI once I get stopped? I say, well, you don't get stopped. That's the, that's the trick. Don't do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you'd say that's contrary to my business, but I still think there's plenty to go around because most people don't listen. And, um, 
or I don't say most, a lot of people still make the mistake and uh, they still get in trouble. So I got plenty of business. Don't worry about me. Um, I'm more, yeah. I'm more concerned about uh, everybody's health out there. Everybody's well being out there and keeping I, you out of a jail. I've so. been to Steve's office, uh, not for professional, uh, you know, help, but I've been to his office and unlike dentists that have lollipops and caramel candy, Steve doesn't have a bottle of uh, Jack Daniels or anything, you know, he's, he's not peddling. uh, He's not wanting you to get in trouble, but if you do get in trouble, see Steve, he's the best. Yeah. When the fun goes too far, you give me a shout. Now there is a, you know, a few things I could tell you about what to do if you find yourself in the back of a cruiser. And if it happens to be because you were, you were being accused of driving drunk, if you want those messages, Trust me, over on Lawyer Talk, there's plenty. We have something called OVI 360. It will tell you everything you need to know and and more to come on that. Maybe I'll do one right after this just to launch the weekend. But uh, at any rate, be careful out there. Don't drink and drive. You know, just don't do it. The best way to avoid drinking and driving is not to drink. And read read my uh, Brett. Brett will uh, get my latest blog up, folks. But read my blog, which which, uh, commands you. Okay, because I, I did a little rant last night and wrote a blog. Slow your ass down. Mm. Okay, you want to go racing. This stuff going on here yeah. in Ohio yeah. with these kids killing each other, killing their girlfriends, killing themselves, shooting at cops, shooting at it, it, Honestly, listen. It it's not just the kids. It's it's angry truckers. It's big mamas and their Hummers. It's just everybody is, it seems like there is no demographic that's, I have in particular in my head. Except for the, the Honda minivans. Uh, well, yeah, the, yes. <laughs> I've, just, I've just thrown a yeah. freaking arrow. The Honda Odyssey people need to be eliminated for other reasons, but because they're just, you know, like they drive incredibly slow. No wonder our listenership is declining because everybody who wants to listen to us has a Honda Odyssey. Or a t- Toyota Sienna, Sienna vans. That's the other one. Um, it, it, listen, people need to slow down. You want to go racing, go down the National Trail, uh, go to Pacemaker, uh, you know, go to Kill Care. Uh, you, you want to go road racing. Take it up to Mid-Ohio or Nelson Ledges or go to Watkins Glen or Sebring. But for frick's sakes, don't do it on the streets of the highway. I saw a video of a motorcycle group of people that shut down the San Francisco Bay Bridge in the middle of the bridge over the bay, It you know, over water. They just stopped traffic and did one of these Mad Max uh, donut things for like an hour. And then, and then they took off. No cops, no pursuit, no, of course, because, you know, right, you can steal a thousand bucks. Nobody goes after you for that. See, I, I guess you well, can take over a street or a bridge. And it's happening right here in Ohio. You know, it's, it's, I see it. You know what? I, one of my early, early episodes of Lawyer Talk was called Parking Lot Wars because I would sit at my window upstairs and look, look out at my parking lot. And, you know, it's such a, you would say, what the hell does a parking lot have to do with what Norm just said? Well, here's what it has to do with it. It's like a microcosm of what's going on in the world because I, it, people think they can park for free. And <laughs> here, they ignore signs. Here we go. They, here we they, go. They ignore signs. Get off my lawn. They ignore, they ignore the warnings. They don't care. They and, don't care. You know, I, I walk up to somebody and I said, look, you can't park here. Well, I'm just a, a Amazon delivery driver. And I say, well, look, there's not an Amazon delivery driver exception to you can't park here. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but I'm just delivering this over there. I was like, yeah, still, there's not an Amazon delivery driver. I'm just d- delivering it over there. Exception. Somebody else pulled in, this kind lady, and her, her young girl was in the front seat, and she was smiling at me, and she looked like a very fine lady. And she parks. And I said, and I, I happen to be walking my dog because he comes to work with us sometimes. And uh, I walked up, and I politely gave her the universal roll the window down sign. And I said, look, I'm sorry. Miss, you can't park here. Well, I'm not parked here. I'm just picking somebody up. Oh, for God. I said, but your car stopped here in my lot. And unfortunately, this is a, a spot that's assigned to one of the people I was pointing at the building. And they, they pay to park here. You know, they uh, have a spot. Oh, and God. she just, as I was trying to tell her that, she rolled up her window. Oh, my God. Really? And then she turns around and takes a picture of me. So maybe so, artificial intelligence is the answer to this. Well, like, like you could put a, a little RoboCop out there. Lawlessness is endemic. Yes, it is. And and people think they can do whatever they want. Yes, it's it, going on everywhere. It's it, we, You're right, Steve. It, it, we are besotted with crime. And it's just like the police can't even respond or they don't wish to or they they don't have enough people. I mean, there's... People look at me like, oh, you're you're the yeah, evil man. You're the with 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 all the money in the world. I'm like, look. I'm, well, they're gonna pull a gun on you next. Well, it's and a, it's funny it's, you say that she thing. took a picture of you. It's like everybody takes this thing out, yeah. and it's gonna stop you from doing something. You or I've I got did? you on film, yeah. so you, whatever you do next, right. you're nailed. You know what right. I did? I pulled my camera out and took a picture of her at the same time. <laughs> and then I went around and I took a picture of her license plate. License plate, plate yeah. Then I went and put my dog in my truck, right? And I put I had my handful of stuff because I was leaving. And I came, as I was walking back, I started to call 614-645-4545, which is the Columbus Police Department. And I was going to have them give me their opinion on whether she was parked there or not and whether that was done lawfully because I'm not going to screw around. I don't want to argue with her. And then the Amazon guy finally was like, look, man, here's the thing. I hate this. I hate it. I hate telling you to move because I feel like an asshole when I tell right. you to move. Right. This, you, you've put me in a spot where I have to feel guilty telling you you can't just park here for even 10 minutes or even 20 minutes or an hour or whatever it is. But let me tell you what happens. You park here, and then the person who pays for this parking spot comes. And you know who they yell at? Me. Me. I've got to deal with it. And then I'm at court, or then I'm doing something else, and I've got to deal with it. I'm just trying to save you getting yanked. So Mm -hmm. Steve did a PSA. Mm -hmm. Now Norm is going to do one. Okay? Gotcha. This is Norm's solution to neighborhood uh, crime prevention. Okay? And I did this when I lived in a suburb. Uh, I don't live in a suburb anymore, so now it wouldn't be that remarkable. Uh, But what I used to do, perfectly legal, you know, I would make a big show out of cleaning my shotgun on the front porch. (laughs) I would deliberately put out a card table, unfold it, take my shoes off, grab a piece of, uh, you know, long stem, you know, kind of weed and chew on it, you know, with, with my teeth. I'd put on some Leonard Skinnerd you know, on the boom box. And I would take apart my shotgun and get out the hops oil and the solvents and the, in the, in the brushes. And I would just slow, I would listen to, you know, free bird or something and just slowly clean that shotgun on the front porch. As my neighbors would walk by to and fro, they would see the crazy man out on the front porch, cleaning a shotgun. Dude, I never had any problem. Norm. See, the problem now, with you, uh, if you do that, uh, you are encouraging crime. Because you know what they're going to do? Break into your house and steal your damn shotgun. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. I learned a long time ago. I don't want anybody. Uh, it's like, you're, you're just, you're just, what? all you're doing is saying, come rob me. 
Well, it, my house. It, it didn't forget work. About the, forget about the manifold in the back of the car. You just sat. I think that, they're like, I bet that guy's got a really expensive bell housing. I think. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I think the Skinner music. Uh, <laughs> Chased them off, though. Yeah, oh, of course, because uh, yeah. everybody's so sick of Freebird that they don't want to hear it again. <laughs> Give me back my bullets. Anyway, hey guys, we got we do have some crazy right, let's stuff. Talk, let's talk. So real, we talked real about news. we talked about Ohio State a little bit, just to feather into that. That will also be graduation day this weekend. And why are we talking about Ohio State instead of Cleveland and Wright State? Wait, but you see. Is just because it's the largest university in Ohio, so it's a, it Maybe is the a country big, still, isn't it? At one point, it was in the country. It, it could be, man. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, it is the final day for the resigned president, uh, mm. Christina Johnson. They do not have a replacement. They just now she announced in November she was leaving. They dawdled for for four months. They didn't form a search committee until February. So they don't have a replacement. They don't even have an interim president of Ohio State. So um, the what, last... Why did she resign? What's the backstory? We don't know. It's, it, it, it's still a mystery. It's like the biggest secret since UFOs? There, were, there was that? some unfair chatter uh, that it's been all over the media, so I'm, we're not breaking it here, but that there were uh, tensions with um, her staff that they, 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 it, uh, things alleged that she was hard to work with, but it doesn't seem like enough to resign. At, at any rate, the search firm that was used to find her in the first place cost the taxpayers $400,000. So we're spending that all over again. She, her tenure is the second shortest tenure in Ohio state history, only three years. So incredible. She makes a million bucks a year. Uh, and she, she well, I'm sure she's got a severance that's uh, she's resigning. So it's unbelievable. You don't just resign. You know, there's always a backstory. It's like something you don't resign from a million dollar a year job something. at one of the biggest universities in the world. There's also chatter that her and Abigail Wexner uh, locked horns. So I, hey, that's all rumor, unsubstantiated. I I don't have any facts on that other than just rumors I read in the media. Abigail Wexner being Lex's or on, Les's. And on the board of trustees. Lex, Les, Les Wexner. Le, uh, Les, right. Yeah. Well, or Lex Luthor. Like, like I Les mean, Luther, if that's yeah. what you were, yeah, yeah. yeah so it could be. Or, uh, yeah, um, yeah. This past uh, week was the first time Ohio's uh, voter ID law was used. I don't know of any catastrophes or everybody got to vote mega unfairnesses, but you weren't allowed to waddle up there. Mega sounds a lot like mega. Yes, it does. <laughs> you weren't allowed to waddle up there with a utility bill, you know, or, a, you know, a, a, a you know, a utility bill to identify I yourself. I mean, it's unbelievable. This is, this is where, where's the common sense in the world these days? Yes. It's like, thank God I, that's who, gone. Like, how they how they have taken taken this most obvious commonsensical issue and turned it into chaos? It just doesn't make any sense. To Unbelievable! Me. Like, right, right. Uh, all th- all predicated on this wild concept that that somehow certain people can't get IDs. It's racist somehow. Well, to, to have an ID when the state of Ohio supplies it for free. free. For free, and probably using the same oh, stuff. The, you know, the electric bill or whatever that oh. you would use. At the poll. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's Pretty an undue much. burden on your right to vote to be able to prove that you're the one exercising your right to vote. Well, and it's been upheld by the Supreme Court in other states and just, in here. So, so it, it's like I, I've not heard, I've yet to hear a colorable argument 
against it. Well, in Georgia, during the last election cycle, when it was first used in that state, there were more voters. There were more minority <laughs> voters in Georgia than ever before. Right. So, yeah. I mean, demonstrably, it doesn't after disenfranchise they said, anybody. they said the Republicans are going to put you back in Jim Crow era and not let you vote. It, it's, it's so insane. And the media parrots this crap. We've had an African-American president. African-Americans are as brilliant as any other race. Why do why except do, for yours, Norm? Well, well I'm, right, I'm an you, alien. You stand, you stand at the. T- I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm no a, I get your point. You're I'm right? from Alpha Centauri or some other universe. But <laughs> the, the point is, it is it is it is speaking down to a group of people based on their color as if they're babies or they they're incompetence. When we know that none of that's true, of course it's it's, like it's racist to even somehow think somehow they're not capable of going to going to a place <laughs> and getting an identification. Right. And it's like I've seen people interviewed about this of all colors. They're like, do you have an identification? Oh. Yeah, of course I do. Oh God. Like it, what if I told you that to you get on an airplane? They look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. And, and Oh. So the people who can't get ID are the people that probably shouldn't have ID, you know, and it, right. it's like if, if there are people out there, I will say this, you heard it here first, probably not. Um, if there are people out there that have trouble getting an identification oh, for of some sort Jeez. and need 10 or 20 bucks, oh. I'll give it to you. Honestly, I'll give it, it to you. It's too much. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to take a trip, you're going to go through Toledo, hit Detroit and go to Windsor, Right. You got to have an ID. If you're going to get on an airplane or a bus, you got to have an ID. If you're going to buy a bottle of Old Granddad, you got to have an ID. Come on, people. Right. And by the way, Old Granddad is a great graduation drink. I probably had Old Granddad when I graduated college. Wow. Well, and you need an ID even if you need help with food. Yeah. To go get sure. food. Sure. For to, government benefits, you almost always You need have ID. to. Oh, so yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's inherent in even just to survive if you're to that point that Absolutely. you need help. With free food or or assistance, you've got to have an ID. Come on, yeah, they have to they have to quote unquote track you. They have to know who they served. Yes, and speaking of IDs, a uh, little news here in Ohio: two more Google data centers are coming to Ohio. Sadly, one of them is on the grounds of the Thompson Farm, the historic Thompson farmland that the city of Columbus purchased, ostensibly when they paid. I think 31 million for it when they bought it several years ago, the idea was to have a living working farm. It was going to be a park or something. <laughs> it's a Google. Of course, data now it's a Google data center. Because, Meanwhile, wow. fifth Avenue, you know, if you're on fifth, uh, on the, uh, East side, it, it, it looks like, uh, Berlin 1945 after carpet bombing. And it, I, I still don't understand why Columbus didn't try to put Intel or Google or Apple or Amazon onto those brownfields and give them, give them even more tax breaks because the population there, the inner city population would benefit from those jobs. Right. Whatever. You, I, I, you know what, Norm? It, it's, it's, unbelievable. Such a, it, it's why ask such a commonsensical question. If, if, if we're going to subsidize in the form of tax abatements or right. credits or whatever it is, right. A huge company like Amazon or Google or yeah. whoever or Intel or somebody to come here. Right. Why not pick a place that needs the help? Revitalization, right. exactly. And, and if it was on the table and and wasn't selected, why? Yeah. 
it's always it, you about know, the money. Right, right. Always, always, And hopefully always it was discussed, money. but if it didn't didn't make the final cut, no why didn't it make the final cut? They're looking, what did we miss? Well, the companies are cherry-picking. They're looking for – so if you read – they want you virgin know, ground. They want green fields oh, without any issues. And then they're going to. Well, maybe. You, I mean, look, that, at least that's a common sensical answer. The company would say, no, we want that. We That doesn't work right, for us. Right. All right. Well, fair enough. Yeah. I can, I can, I can almost However, get my head around that. If you want, yeah. if you want immediate access to I-71, so you, right off the highway, you've got a population that needs jobs. Wow, man. And the Columbus City Schools could use the tax revenue. You're talking about that East Fifth. That's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. Th- that is. I mean, it's You're just exactly awful right. that they don't sell that. Now, look, remember way. when this this went through? Give them the land. Give them the land. AOC, Ocasio-Cortez, didn't she uh, crap yes. on this when yes. they were trying to go to Brooklyn? Yeah, Amazon. Exactly Amazon wanted right. to go to Brooklyn, and, yeah. and, and she totally blew it. Yeah. And look, I, I'm so torn on this because I don't like the notion of governments subsidizing private industry to come to their place. Right. But to the extent it happens, and we're stuck with that system, we've yeah. got to play within it. 50 states competing with each other. Sure. So it's sure. going to happen. I, I, I don't like it. I, I don't either. I, I find it, you right. know, it's like, you it's, know, they should choose where they should go. It's corporate welfare in its glory. It, it's corporate corruption. Yeah. And corruption. <laughs> well, because, look, who's, that, gonna, who's got the highest dollar? Right. And who's going to incentivize us the most? Yeah. And what, whose back are we going to scratch if we come to your place? I mean, it's just, right. you're opening up like a fertile culture for corruption. Yep. But right. since it happens, it might as well happen here. We might as well get the dollars here. We sure. might as well do it. Make, so, make the best of that look, bad look, look what Honda, for example, has done for the Ohio economy. It's incredible. I was mm-hmm. just up in Marysville yesterday. I had a trial that resolved. It's and, unbelievable. And I drove through town, and it's like it's nice up there. I mean, yeah. I was like, man, boy, I could live. This is All new nice schools, yeah. Yeah, you know, nice. and, yeah. and uh, lots of jobs and yeah. et cetera. So, look, I get it. I get it. I, I'm torn. It 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 it. it it's it's a it's a there's good and bad with it. Yes, but uh, I guess we all have to participate because that's the system we have created. Well, the mega news guys in Ohio. I mean, just like we, we could do a half hour on this. We we could do Maybe the whole. We will. Yeah, is uh, this whole House Joint Resolution Number One and Senate Joint Resolution Number Two? The two of them being the the very same issue. But you you start a bill in the House and the Senate, then it if they're different in any way, even one little comma, it has to go to a, uh, you know, a joint committee to get resolved. But, but essentially, here we are on this 60% uh, needed vote uh, constitutional amendment. So right now in Ohio, to review, uh, right now in Ohio, uh, if you want to pass a constitutional amendment, it takes 50% of the electorate to vote for it, of, of those voting, 50% in favor plus one vote, okay? And then you change the Constitution. The, 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 the citizens themselves actually are the, if you will, the greater legislature in that case, and they are the ones who will either adopt or shoot down a constitutional amendment proposal on the ballot. That's the law now. So House Joint Resolution number one uh, has been now for the second week in a row a floor vote on yes, no. Is the General Assembly going to put that proposal on the ballot to change it from 50% to 60%? You must have at least 60%. So they want 10% more of the electorate 
to approve a constitutional issue before it can be uh, before it becomes part of the Constitution, before it's law. That is what that joint resolution is all about. Several governors, several former governors, uh, Ohio governors, Taft, Kasich, uh, Ted Strickland, uh, Dick Celeste, and several former attorney generals just this past week uh, of Ohio came out against changing it from 50% to 60%. Um, So the Speaker of the House has delayed a floor vote for two weeks in a row the deadline for them to pass this in order to have a special election on August the 8th on this matter for the public to vote is next week, May the 10th. So there's high drama going on here. Um, currently, there's three initiatives uh, being proposed, and clearly Frank LaRose and Governor DeWine do not want the abortion amendment proposal to pass. And so they want to raise the bar to 60%. They want to make it harder to expand the definition of, of, of sex rights and abortion in Ohio. And they wanted, they want, they want it to be a high bar. They want the public to have to hit at least 60% to pass it. And then the other two issues circulating, you know, people are circulating petitions are on the minimum wage, hiking it up to 15 bucks. And this is a new one for me. I haven't read this. Removing immunity from civil lawsuits for government officials is the third uh, ballot proposal that's being circulated. So that's where we are, gentlemen. Uh, high drama right now. Well, let me say, you know, Adam yeah. Carolla, you guys know Adam Carolla, the mm-hmm. uh, sure podcast. And Fellow and Vinny Tracer as, as well. Is he really? Oh, yeah. He owns a lot of Paul Newman's X race cars and Good he drives him. them out there at Monterey, you know, Laguna Seca. Cool. Yeah. I mean, look, he says a lot of stuff I agree with, a lot of stuff I don't. But, um, you know, I, I tend to like his person. I, I like his sort of, uh, I'm going to tell you what I think personality. Oh, yeah. But he would say, like, all of society's problems lead to nar- or, uh, are, are born from narcissism or something. He's got some little quote he uses. And it's funny because I always said, I've always said, every, about every political issue we have uh, leads to abortion. You know, it's like all this stuff, all the stuff we do in, like, how many elections in the last, well, since, like, 19, when was Roe v. Wade? 71? 72? 73. 73. Uh, ever since 73, it seems like all the elections really were about abortion. You know, it's like, who's going to appoint judges? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Part of the no, part of the talk. And and, yeah. And, yeah. and I always said, all roads lead to abortion uh, politically. And now it's happened locally again. And, and I, I suppose to the extent that that debate is inevitable, uh, I'd much rather have it happen at the state level, even if it's a, a bickering match about how do you amend the state constitutions. Um, I happen to fall on the side of making it harder to change a constitution because that would encourage the General Assembly to do their damn jobs, which is pass laws. Let me throw another one at you, Steve, see if you like this. Uh, Another reason uh, a supporter is the Senate President, Matt Huffman, and he said, and I like this because actually our founding fathers talked about this. That's why there is a Bill of Rights. They talked about the tyranny of the majority. Yes, exactly. And, And that's a real thing, right? That is a real thing. We had slavery in several states, it was legal, and it was the tyranny of the majority. When you can get enough racist people to say that other people should be slaves, and, and you can get 50% plus one, 
you can have a slave state we create, unless you have other rights. We do not have a pure democracy because they thought this through. And and look, I I, I have this debate all the time, and it, it's like, well, the majority of people, now it just happens to be the majority of people on the left believe this. Right. Well, the majority of people are in favor of abortion. The majority of this, majority of that. I was like, well, majority doesn't rule in our country. No. And then you get Obama saying insane things. Like he said this out loud in podcast about why do we even have a Senate? We should get rid of the Senate because some of these smaller states right. shouldn't have the same number of representatives as uh, the bigger states, or they should have more. You know, it's like it, like it is. Um, so technically, it, it speak- leads to tyranny. Uh, absolutely. So technically speaking, we I think we we all know the technology exists, right? It, you don't even need AI. We we all have cell phones. If it could be ascertained that each person is a legitimate voter. Well, you wouldn't, you know, you could dispense with Congress and the General Assembly and just have all of us vote on every little micro issue. So when there's a mass shooting and somebody uses a uh, Smith & Wesson, you know, uh, AR style rifle, the people in the immediate heat after such a shooting could just outlaw guns. Right. And, and just and emotionally, they would. Yeah. And, you and know, they would. and they would, and they would and sure. just and because it would feel good. And then afterwards, when they have their gun confiscated and they're defenseless, then it might occur to them, oh, my God, what did I just do? It's too late. Right. right. Yeah. So the, 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 I used to have this debate with a dear friend and she would, she out of exasperation when I think when Trump was elected said, well, you know, it's just going to have to be that we have like different parts of the country and, uh, you know, these people are just, we're just going to have to just divide up again and have di- or divide up or we're just going to have different parts of the country where, where, you know, these people can go live their lives and then uh, other people can go live. I said, yeah, we had that. It was called the United States of America. Yes. It was like, it was called federalism and, and your side of the aisle blew it. Right. You, like, oh, right. actually that's not just, that's not true. Both sides of the aisle blew that. Right. They created this overbearing, top-heavy federal yes, government. Right. The idea was, folks, you could have freedom to choose and do what you wanted in different states, and, 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 and we could live in harmony that way because you knew that the people who didn't believe what you wanted that happened to live in Florida couldn't tell you what to do in California because they happened to have more people or more votes. It's the, and it's what you're talking about, Norm. It's tyranny yeah, of yeah. the majority. Yes. And it's, um, the idea was we could diversify our country in a true way. They want, diver- they want emulsification. They want everybody to sort of emulsify into one viewpoint that happens to agree with their own. And, and this is true on both sides. Like, look, I don't expect everybody to believe mm-hmm. what I believe about firearms. They should, but I don't expect it. And I understand. You know, go, go believe what you want. Do what you want. Because you're tolerant, Steve. I am probably the most tolerant individual you will find, right. except for yeah. everybody else at the table. Yeah. So I, if, I re, if I remember correctly, and I know I do, and I need to look this information up, is that a portion of this move to the 60-40 was that our politicians, Ohio politicians, were tired of outside money influencing. That is one the of wave the— wave of— Yes. Well, so guess what's happening with this bill? Oh, yeah. Illinois billionaire pushes vote to make it harder to amend Ohio Constitution. I'm sure. Big time. So it yeah. seems kind of— a little hypocrisy here that for what we want to change, there's we're no seeing, a, you know, and I'm not denying that it happens with every, no, there's everything on there. So no, there's I, I'm some, still, and I, so I'm um, still not, Brett, I'm still not happy with the 60, 40. No, to I me, under, it, it, to me, it almost feels like a knee jerk reaction going, okay, we see abortion coming up. So now we got to change it to 60, 40 I'm, in my mind going, well, why not 75? 
What, what, what the hell's what's so magical about 6040? Brett, all all legitimate you know? points you're making. Seriously, so I just don't like. All I go back, roads lead to abortion, right? And and I go back to you know, what you you opened my eyes a long time ago, Steve, when you said conservatism is conserving rights. Yes. And right now our rights are 50% plus one. Right. And I know historically, and I'll look it up, it's not really been a detriment to the state of Ohio. Not that much is we, oh, we the, have the Constitution, right? I don't think it so has been. Here, well, I've got, I've got to look into this. That so. is debatable. Well, okay, let's but, kick this around. But, Maybe I don't know though. I got to look it up. I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm torn. So I'm yeah. torn. I'm torn here. So some of the organizations that are backing this, because you you mentioned some yeah. outside yeah. money. Yeah, sure. There's outside money on the other oh, side. Oh, for sure, for sure. But, yeah, that was here, just the recent. Oh, here news here are the four that 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 testified in favor of the sixty percent. The Buckeye Firearms Association, mm-hmm. because they're afraid of, you know, sure. people knee-jerk reaction to sure. the next, you know, mass uh, shooting. The Ohio Right to Life Coalition, the American Center for Law and Justice, and the Center for Christian Virtue. They're the ones that are pushing this. Now, let me just say, let me put on my Oscar Schindler hat and just say, if we really believe, and I'm not speaking for you two guys, I'll speak for me. So if I really believe that abortion is a Holocaust, mm-hmm. I mean, if I believe that it's a taking of innocent life, and I really believe that, right, I will do almost anything within the law, although Oscar Schindler went outside the German law. So he actually, he broke the law. He was a criminal under the Nazi system. He broke the law with, with, with saving Jews. But if I stay within the law and I want to save babies, from being aborted, do I give up my ability to change the Constitution with 50% in order to save more life and go to 60%, or do I keep more citizen control and the ability to change the Constitution at 50%? I'm torn a little Mm -hmm. bit here. I am going to say, because I know of other cases where amendment changes were made by the public that were cretinous. I mean, just so stupid, unbelievable, because the public can be swayed so easily that you can get 50% because people just don't know what these ballot issues are. They, they They don't read them. They don't understand them. And the classic example is the turnpike in Ohio, the Ohio turnpike was paid for, completely amortized, totally paid for, and under the Constitution, the Turnpike Commission was supposed to wind down and cease to exist once the Turnpike had raised enough money over the years at the toll booth to pay for itself, which happened. And about, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, I forget exactly when, but they put on the back, because those people didn't want to lose their jobs, the Turnpike Commission and all the toll booth people put a ballot initiative on you know, for the voters. And the voters renewed the Turnpike Commission. They had literally a freeway. It was paid for. They paid for it. And now it was going to be free. And they were literally tricked into renewing the Turnpike Commission. That's just a classic example. Sure, sure. You know? Exactly. Well, you know, you, yeah. bring, Brett, you bring up such an interesting point, which is, look, if, if we're trying to avoid money influencing, money is influencing this in order to avoid money influencing this. 
Or at least that's that's sort of the and argument. Then, then, yeah. yeah, exactly. On exactly. the other, and, and then Norm, you bring up another point, which is a scary one, which is uh, you will do almost anything because this cause is so important. Or not you, but one might one might argue that I should have plenary power because this cause is so important. Now, here's the problem with all of this: our founders basically created a structure of government. Now, and this isn't at the state levels; this is at the federal level, and we'll take it to the states in a second. That uh, that prevented people from. Uh, those types of things. Because, look, I, I heard a very, uh, in theory, credentialed constitutional scholar saying, you know, we should pack the court because uh, if we were, if I, if I could just pack the court, then we would have the power to fix climate change, racism, and, and poverty in America. And I'm like, boy, that's packed with all sorts of nonsense. Because one, you want to eliminate it. So basically, you want all the power so you can fix these things. And think of the presumptionness of that, that one, those problems exist and look, we can debate that however long we want, but uh, cataclysmic client cha- client change is debatable. And then uh, two, uh, that you could fix it if you just had plenary power to do so. It's really arrogant, and it it, it you right. know then you get like the exceptions in the world. And I'm thinking this through out loud. I don't have answers. I have questions. It's like where do you draw the line? Because like some of the most significant things, events in history, are as a result of thinking like this, like the American Revolution. Or like um, the French, Schindler, the French Revolution, you know, right? or uh, which ended with guillotines. The the people who started the French Re- Revolution were later executed, right, and by then, their own system. Then you have like people like Black Lives Matter saying, t- basically taking the same position: we don't care about law and order, we don't care about the rules because it's so corrupt, it's so racist that we have to have the we're going to do these things. And then you have the January Six people that were essentially making the same arguments. And, you know, depending on the political aisle, people are shouting back, like, you can't do that. The system is this, the system is that. And they're saying, yeah, but the cause is so great that we need to address it this way. And, you know, we have a structure in our government to deal with these things. And uh, I think, you know, now taking it back to the the state court level, I just think instinctively it should be harder to amend a constitution in order that you can have democracy work at the local level. Because if, if somebody wants abortion lawful, in Ohio, the debate—I I firmly believe that debate ought to happen on the on the General Assembly floor, not at a constitutional mm-hmm. level. Because, and now this cuts both ways again, Norm. Because you can make it harder to amend the Constitution. Say they get sixty percent of the votes, and then somebody wants to change it back later. It gets harder to change it back. The, the point is, you shouldn't have these debates at the constitutional level. It should. The yeah. Constitution shouldn't be where you allocate who has casinos. It yeah. shouldn't be where you allocate Correct. whether who has uh, marijuana dispensary rights. And that's yeah. right. people are using it for the wrong reasons because they don't have it elsewhere. Yeah. The Ohio Constitution, I like to say, is like a dumpster fire. There, there is there is micro detail in the Ohio Constitution that really shouldn't be there. It you know, it's a little like the trashy stuff we did in the U.S. Constitution with like uh, the temperance movement. Yeah, liquor. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was yeah. that about? Right? They they could have just passed a law, but instead they went around and you know got enough signatures. Enough this state- was this was the Roe v. Wade problem. It wasn't good enough. Yeah, that you could have a right to abortion in your right. state. You wanted it. Everywhere. So right. why? So, so temperance is a great example. Disagreeers be damned. Because mm-hmm. some districts, some precincts were dry 
and some were that's alcohol, right? right? Yeah. So you could yeah. choose, right? And that was that's sure. what America had sure. since yeah. the revolution. But along come along come these uh, biddies. Molly Hatchet. <laughs> yeah. Westerville. Westerville. Makes Westerville, it big. Ohio. Yeah, you know, it big. And, uh, yep. and Westerville just went wet, you know, like what, 10 years ago. It was dry. Like you couldn't get a drink in Westerville up until like 10 years ago. So like, yeah. yeah it, it, the, it, but, it, but the point is that, that we're making is that Americans had choices. And that's really what we, freedom to choose, right? That That's really what the American ideal is, is that you can live your life your way. I can live my life my way. We don't hurt each other. If I want to live in a place that's dry or has blue laws, you know, shops are closed on Sunday, whatever. If, you know, I can live in that kind of community. I can shop communities and I can move there. But if I want to have a a place where there's a you know, women doing pole dancing and there's uh, pornography shops and uh, you can smoke pot out on the street and have a beer walking around downtown. Well, then I can shop for that kind of community, New Orleans. Um, I was thinking Oregon District. In Dayton, but no, okay, sorry. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's the idea of America, right? We don't, we don't tell other people how to live their lives. But increasingly, busybodies, yeah. 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 For for the last hundred years, because yeah. temperance yeah. is a hundred yeah. year old. And, story. and this this is probably going to open up another can of worms, which you don't have to go in there. But it just seems like I would rather see those influencers make a difference in for the for, let's go pro life, you know, uh, anti abortion that sort of thing. Of of let's make the adoption process a little bit better, so the, so women have an incentive to keep. The babies, it, well, you know, because it's yes. very it, that system's hard. And then let's go to the the guns. Support for motherhood yeah, right. in general, in general, yeah, it's a good. And idea. then we go to the guns. Okay, so we have we still have these shootings. So what is the NRA doing? Can they do more to help with this rather than try to push an amendment? You know what I mean? So the because, NRA, well, I, of course. So here's because what's the interesting: NRA, the NRA is different than it was when it began. Right. I'm not so sure. I, I or don't maybe, know. I don't know. I, I, don't I, would, know. I was under the impression that NRA was really about the gun uh, control, really making sure let's control ourselves. And now it's more of an advocacy or more of a lobbyist. Well, the gun, the, the NRA has right? become a bulwark against uh, gun regulation and and, and yeah. those who would repeal the Second Amendment. And I think that was probably a natural progression. So uh, more it, than likely, yeah, because it's been who forced. else? It's not been the for, NRA. It's been forced to right. exactly. So they're for forced sure. into a corner. For sure. But at the same time, like, look, I, I, I'm not a member of the NRA at this point. I at I'm one not, point, I'm not I was, either. I don't know. So and I would get their American Hunter magazine. I'm, I'm, a, member. I'm and, a member. And and you know their advocacy is is really more like I think what the NRA figured out long ago is that in you have to combat incrementalism. Correct. And yeah, okay. And and they 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 start so they've they've sort of taken this posture, I think, that says we are going to fight every single effort to chisel away at the Second Amendment because if we don't, incrementally it will disappear. Okay. And in okay. if you don't have somebody like the NRA doing that, then nobody else will. Um, because it's always easy in the face of emotion, in the face of pain, in the face of death and all this other stuff to say, but we gotta do something. Got to do something. We better mm-hmm. just so let's chip away at this a little bit, right. and before you know it, you wake up and it's gone. And that can easily but, take all their efforts to do just well, that. Well, right. and Brett, the other the other yeah. thing is there are pro Bill of Rights 
protective organizations like the ACLU. That used to be a bulwark against all this, but not anymore. No, no. so they're picky-choosy about no. which of the 10— They're political now. Gotcha. You know, which of the 10 bills of rights right, are, are they going really, are, are yeah. to defend? And in, in, it's interesting to me that they pass right over the second one, which is there to guarantee the First Amendment. And often the fourth, too, now. It, yeah. It's true. It's true. so— uh, and, yeah. and look, I get your point. I'm just spitting. No, 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 yeah. I got you. And the, yeah. the problem, like uh, abortion um, and, and advocates against it and advocates in favor of it, whatever, it just, it, irrespective of how I feel about things like abortion or things how I feel about guns, I always try to take a step back and say, all right, if this is reversed or if this involves some other area, right. mm-hmm. sure, what power levers are we creating that can be used right. in, in bad ways? Right. And this is, I think, the heart of what we're talking about here with the constitutional issue here in Ohio is, all right, so if it takes 60 percent, is there ever a time then that's going to be uh, that weapon that'll be weaponized against something, whoever on one side of this or the other believes on it? And it may be. It, it surely will. It may be. For sure. Yeah, that's, what's is, sca- that's what it scares surely, me. It surely will. So yeah. if something, to your point, Steve, which you made earlier, if some sort of crackpot crazy thing happens and it passes and it becomes part of the Constitution— It'll be very. It'll be that much harder to repeal. To, to, to repeal, no yeah. question yeah. about yeah. it. So this is like uh, the Dems did this with uh, getting rid of, um, um, I guess, the filibuster with Supreme Court nominations. And you, you know, there's that old line of Mitch McConnell saying, "All right, it's going to come back. It'll come back. You know, this will swing back the other way. And someday will. It. Someday we'll be running the Senate again, Chuck Schumer. And, and you won't like. Get... And you won't like what we do when we do this back to you. Yep. Yeah. When, when you get Amy Coney Barrett. Instead, yeah, uh, you're not going to like it, and it, it just seems like we be, should be talking about this a lot longer. I mean, we just have a new freshman, a whole new class of people coming in. Class people, I should say, you know, in regards to uh, a new, new, new new group of people coming in into the state. It's like we should be talking about this a little bit longer. It's now just been what months? It's been less than a year we've been talking about this. Well, this is look, we could, and we're pushing it because oh, wait a minute, there's. Because all roads lead to abortion. abortion. Right. It's yeah. like we are go- we are willing, and not just not just we on one side and we on the other, on both sides of these kind of debates, people are willing to abandon all reason and common sense to meet their goal. Well, it's me, very difficult not to do that. Let me throw mm-hmm. this out mm-hmm. there, okay? I think it is common sense and reasonable to save babies' lives. Of okay. course, for sure. sure. So, for sure. so that look, said, I, look, I that agree said, with you fundamentally and okay. morally. Yes. So no. that that yes. and and you also agreed about the sixty percent. You were pretty strong on that, Steve. So here here's my point of view on this thing: is that the guys pushing this, like, you know, Dewine's not my favorite governor, right? I like Frank LaRose a lot. I I like uh, Ron DeSantis. I like. Uh, you know, a lot of these Republican leaders that are staunchly opposed to abortion, they do that in the face of the knowledge that they are losing a substantial amount of votes. The easy call is to be middle of the road, fence walk, and say, well, I'll just, you know, you know, it's out of my purview. I'm really not going to get involved in that issue. I'm not going to take a stand. I'm not going to get, you know, let the courts figure it out. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm pulling the ripcord and I'll just be one of those rhino Republicans that really stands for nothing or, or even goes in with the, the progressive side to show that, hey, I'm pro-women's rights. 
how is it pro women's rights to kill babies? That's well, look, you know, it completely baffles me. Let's say this, and I think Brett, you were sort of making this point earlier. It's like it, change doesn't happen when it's crammed down on people. Change happens at the grassroots. So I would right. like to think that there will be a time in our country where people wake up to this notion that we're killing babies. All right, I would like. To and there that. are some states where abortion is legal, and and if and if Ohio is going to be tough on abortion, and you still want to get one, you're going to go get it. You're so going to go. We really haven't accomplished much. That's right. So uh, I, th- this is why right. I think this is like even if you're against abortion, making a constitutional amendment against abortion or making it harder to change the constitution. Well, you know, ultimately, I think the debate has to happen at the general assembly floor because there, if it's true. And I'm not sure it is. Maybe it is that the majority of the people, the uh, the citizens, of the United States of America favor abortion. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I think those polls are somewhat skewed about how the questions are asked. Right. I don't um, think it's 64 you know, percent, which you, is a figure going around. If, if you throw into that poll uh, rape and incest, it'll change. It'll move the needle. And maybe right. it should. I don't sure. know. I'm not going to comment on it. I've it got will. my own thoughts on it, but it'll mm-hmm. move the needle. It mm-hmm. will move the needle. If you take that out, it'll change this. It'll it'll skew the stats. Of, it'll change the stats immensely. But sure. let's assume that it's a majority of the people. Well, I'd like to think at some point we're going to wake up to this notion that maybe adoption is a better a better move, or maybe maybe that uh, we get to the technological standpoint where you could save or you could have a baby born very early and and raised out of gestation or in a in, you know in a lab and it would live. Um, so viability conv- becomes the, basically turned back to inception. So the convenience factor, if you is will, gone. It, it, it becomes a little easier for a, a woman who doesn't want to go full term but doesn't want to destroy the baby. She has that option. Has an option, yeah. yeah. So I, I maybe, see what you're saying. Maybe, maybe yeah. that exists. And then with we further go back, technology, yeah. Then yeah, we right. want to go back and we want to make it so the rules permit that or, or, or the rules are adjusted for that. Shouldn't that happen? On the Senate or on the con- or on the uh, General Assembly floor, shouldn't that isn't that a legislative and, debate? And, and that's mm-hmm. what LaRo- and that's one? what LaRose and DeWine would say. They would yeah. agree with you by raising it to sixty percent. The the yes. ballot issue will probably fail, and it'll go back to being a General Assembly. And as decision. a conservative, I am willing at this point to sacrifice the short term if necessary because. I would say, look, we're probably going to get a majority of the people in Ohio that would favor abortion, so they're going to, the General Assembly is going to pass a law that says you can have abortions in Ohio of some, in some sort. And I would like to think, though. Well, because other states have. And, yeah. Yeah, and I would like to think, however, that, that uh, the common sense reason and knowledge that you brought to the table just a minute ago, Norm, that these are babies and you know, what's going on, I would like to think that that will eventually yeah. change. And if, it's, if that's going to change, then I would rather have that done on the legislative floor going the other way instead of having to overcome a 60% majority uh, constitutionally. So, look, it's like, all right, we got to if we're going to draw the line in the sand right now that it's harder to amend a constitution and the General Assembly is going to have to do its job, yeah. I'm all for it. Leaving out any consideration of abortion, yeah. I'm all for it. Because yeah. sooner or later you're going to come to an issue, you're going to come to a, st- a standstill where that rule is not going to favor you. And I'm not sure it favors uh, the pro or anti-abortion. Look, we've just talked about both sides of this. Well, we talked about the t- one versus the other. We talked mm-hmm. about the Ohio Turnpike. I mean, Correct. there's yeah. a, a, a plethora of issues that this will affect. Yeah, and it's it's bigger, but I think instead we get this tunnel vision, all roads lead to abortion or all roads, you know. Yeah. It's like uh, if, if you focus on that narrow focus, then the short term tends to be the most important thing without consideration of the long term. Yeah. Like, look. Well, yeah, you're a good point. 
that if, if, if we're ever the turnpike would ever come up again for votes and we got to overturn this is ridiculous yeah and now it's going to take 60 percent to, right. to prove and, that and, yeah. that's a good point they're yeah. probably not that that's a really life no, or death situation point, but, the, it's, but it's, it's, it's money and exactly. that's, a, that's a problem that's born a problem. Out, of out of making it too easy to amend the constitution in the first place right so do we sacrifice all the other amendments yeah. thinking it's going to be harder to undo it so i don't know i don't know but how many times do we look at an old Amendment to overturn. Well, that's that's exact. Well, abortion is one that you would, but like all the other ones, turnpike probably not. Giving people casinos. Somebody somebody pissed off the you know is pissed off the turnpike. They got to pay this thing every day, and they go, "Why am I doing this?" It's going to the wrong hands, or there's mis- malfeasance of it, money. It's maybe, almost you know? like then you could do, yeah. It's almost like when people want to amend the constitution, they want to say, "Nan, nan, 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 I win, and you'll never be able to win." I always win. You'll never be able to change it. Nan, 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 nan. Right. So they make it a constitutional amendment. And what we're saying now is we're going to make it harder to amend the Constitution. But I think your point is, is like we've then sort of locked in all these other amendments that have happened. We're stuck right. with this 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 melting pot. We're not going to very, we're not very gonna grandfather yeah. these other ones. Well, well it passed by 50%. We'll, we'll hold that law. Well, look, I might be in favor of that, actually. Maybe. I might be in favor of grandfathering the old amendment process maybe. to all the old amendments. Right, right. Exactly. I'd to give that some thought. <laughs> well, that would, that would be a very slick... Uh, you know, codicil to this proposal is is that the yeah. older amendments could be undone with fifty percent plus one. Yes. Yeah. That that. Okay. So that's you very know what? Slick. You know what? I could live with that. I could live with that too. I yeah. could I could really live with that moving. It, it, at yeah. least it's a concession. That's going, pretty ingenious. It's a concession going. You want it just because of this issue. Hold on. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to the, we're gonna run to the court or the uh, Frank, steps. Frank, Frank, we have yeah. a, before May the 10th, we have a codicil to add. It, it, Brett agrees with you. <laughs> Do this. Yes. We have an amendment to your amendment to the amendment. <laughs> uh, hey, we should talk about a little bit. This is kind of cool because uh, it passed the Senate unanimously, which means all the D's, all the R's agreed on something in Ohio. And and this seems very common sense. Um, So you guys might remember uh, last year or the year before, Governor DeWine signed this uh, college university bill uh, that allowed for students in higher education to take up to three days to participate in their religious um, uh, beliefs uh, like, uh, you know, Ash Wednesday or... Uh, Hanukkah or whatever it is that they could take up to three days a year and the university and the professors could do nothing that would harm them so that, you know, like if they missed a test, they would have the ability to make it up. If they missed a class or an assignment or something, they could make it up without any penalty. So that's law. So what they're, what Senate bill 49 does, uh, Michelle Reynolds, a Republican senator from Canal Winchester in the Ohio Senate, introduced this bill backed by Muslims, Jews, and Christians. You know, and, when did, when's the last time that happened? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it allows for that to happen in a primary and secondary school now. So, so if it passes, which if it passed unanimously in the Senate, I'm, I'm thinking the House will pass it. You know, and that really is a good positive story countering other stories we're seeing of churches closing down. Yeah. That, okay, religion's still yeah important, we, important. We may not be practicing like we have been, but yeah. we're recognizing that it's important. Yeah. yeah I, and I think, don't so, you think there's a little bit of a comeback here? I think, I think COVID, uh, there's I always there like is. out of the ashes always comes some good, you know? Yeah, and yeah. it's like, I think at the, at the back end, of, like COVID really pushed people to a place where they realize that 
that their faith is not going to be fulfilled by government or by people mm-hmm. or by yeah. uh, you know the the trustworthy authority in our that we've come to think is so uh, perfect. Yeah, you know it doesn't exist. They're all humans, and and I think we saw the corruption. We saw like no matter what side you were on, you know you you, you had to be disappointed during this COVID era. Yeah. At something. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I found faith in that era. I, or at least my faith was strengthened during that era. I found it before, but my faith was strengthened during that era because you realize, like, look, this is all slippery human stuff that has no foundation. And and so maybe maybe this is a byproduct of that. Maybe maybe we're getting to the point where people are realizing, all right, well, church isn't such a bad place to go find a little bit of uh, comfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Foxhole conversions, my dad called it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, the the, yeah. the guy would go into uh, the trench and he'd he'd be a, an avowed atheist, and after about the first artillery barrage, he'd go, "Dear Lord, please look down upon this poor sinner and save me." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, there's, there's no atheist in a foxhole. Yeah, right. Well, right. and, and it, I, I, I don't know who told me this, but it's it's kind of flippant. But at the same time, it's like, what do you got to lose? Yeah, absolutely. What do you have to lose by, I, by believing? You have absolutely nothing to lose. It is such a. It's it such don't. a. Um, it, it's it, it it's such a paradox because you're looking for something. And you think it, like it's an, it's not where you're, it, it, you can find it, but not where you're looking. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if you if you think you're going to do it on your own, and you realize all you have to do is just sort of look over here and walk that direction, everything else sort of falls into place. And and where you've been, what you've been looking for is already there. You just didn't know it, and you were looking in the wrong place to begin with. Yeah, I I had this. Uh, I had these uh, two friends. Uh, one is uh, departed now, but Vietnam veteran. Uh, Agent Orange took out uh, his lungs. So he had a a Mm -hmm. dual lung transplant at the VA and one lung was successfully grafted. The other one didn't, didn't. He lived on, he was told you got a couple years. He lived on like eight years Mm. and this guy was really a fighter. At any rate, Bruce uh, was his first name. Bruce and Dan, Dan, the engineer for Boeing aircraft, who Dan would it, Dan was very clear. I'm an atheist. <laughs> God doesn't exist. And Bruce was a, a devout Christian. They would have these uh, teleological debates in front of me, and they were beautiful debates. And Dan would say, "Well, you don't have any proof God exists. I mean, you you have absolutely no evidence." And Bruce would say, "Well, you're right. Uh, it, it, only in the sense that I can't go and put a finger." you know, on a being and take a picture of him and say, hey, here's a picture of God, so now you know he exists. And, and Dan says, yeah, well, there you go. You know, you, you admit it. And Bruce said, well, but on your side, what if you're wrong? <laughs> what? Hey, Dan, just, you know, like, okay, if I'm wrong and God doesn't exist, okay, then I'm just doing a dirt nap like you say. And why is it incumbent? But if God does exist, then what? Right. Hey, Dan, right. Dan. Well, and you no, had, honestly, you, what's your backup plan? You had apostles <laughs> doubting Thomas. Like, <laughs> I'm not believing until I put my fingers in the holes. And, and, and it's like, it, you're allowed to doubt. Yeah. But yeah. It, yeah. doubt is a, doubt is a, is the path to faith, right? But yeah. you have to explore it. You can't just say right. it doesn't exist. Because God gave us that option to doubt. Right. Yes. So take advantage of it. Yes. You, yeah. My doubt led yeah. to the strongest faith I've ever experienced in my entire life, ah. right? Because I, I went on this journey to figure it all out and explore it. And at the end of the day, there is a leap of faith one way or another. But it's a lot, as I told a very close friend, used to be sitting at the table with us, um, I said, you know, at the end of the day, there's always this leap. But it's not as long and it's not as far as the atheist would let you believe. 
it's actually a close, it's an easier leap for me than going the other direction at the end of my ex- exploration. So now I would always turn it on people. Prove to me God doesn't exist. You know, give me, because look, they're, they're, it's like if we're going to, if we're going to stack up evidence, then who's got the burden of proof here? And the point you're making, Brett, is like, what do you got to lose here by believing? So disprove it. Like you better have pretty good proof to disprove it because the upside's a huge one. Well, I always, I always say to my atheist friends, yeah. okay, do, do you believe in matter and energy? Yeah, well, of course I do. I believe in matter and energy, like, you know, this table, the energy and the microphone, right? So you believe in that, right? Well, where did it come from? Yeah, where crickets, did it where crickets. where did it come from? Even, what is the origin of all of matter in the universe and the energy? It, I mean, explain where it came from if there is no God. Even Darwin presupposed creation. Yeah, like the the, the darling of the of the atheist even presupposed like it, it couldn't explain the beginning, and it, it just is. Uh, why is it incumbent upon us? I think you're saying, Norm, is like to to prove it when you sort of have to disprove it and one of the most interesting well look we're not going to get into debate about the existence of god here or or a discussion but it's an an interesting point to be made is that if uh i read this somewhere like if if um we got a message in one of those big satellite dishes that's designed to uh, explore the universe for alien activity yeah and what's the movie with um um Jody Foster. Jody Foster. Yeah. You know, they have right. that big thing. And all of a sudden, dee, 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 yeah. there's just like, oh my gosh. What's that in South America? The RC Airbo yeah, antenna. Like yeah. yeah. Right. And say the message came in, in a file, and we downloaded the file, and we opened the file, and it was the human genome, DNA. Everybody would look at that and say, oh my gosh, there is alien life because there's no way that this is random. There's no, like, this, there is, there is a message encoded in this that can only be explained by intelligent design. And uh, why are we not willing to do that just one step removed? You know, we found DNA. We found the message. It's all right there in front of us. And uh, it cannot really be logically explained in any other way by except for somebody uh, created this. And, um, you know, people are going to say, you're a kook, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, I'll give you a reading list. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just, since you guys are thinking we're probably near the end, I'm, I'm going to throw this little bomb out there because, because it's, it's both disturbing, but it's also kind of funny. So Frank LaRose, our attorney general here in Ohio, had his garage broken into. So I'm not revealing anything that's not out there in the public domain. So nobody flip out. I'm not violating his privacy here. The police report said that. They they took a Chevy Equinox, okay? So they took this little, okay, I'm sorry, Frank, turd <laughs> U, SUV. They, they stole that. Right next to the Equinox in the same garage was his Ferrari. They did not take his Ferrari. So they're either— Was it, was it stick shift? <laughs> That's probably, I'm, ser- I'm serious. No, that's probably. No, I'm that's, hearing that, 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 no, dude, that if you have a stick it. shift, that is a guaranteed it will not be stolen because so, we have a generation that cannot drive a stick. But yes. there's other things too. So perhaps. So that's gorgeous. But that's it's harder could, to fence a Ferrari. Yeah, probably. probably. But I bet it was stick. Right. And it probably was. And maybe the Ferrari had like the uh, the uh, flashing alarm. And, and the, a magnesium yeah, and bell house. And the, and the Equinox didn't. True. <laughs> so it's like, it, it is an interesting irony. That is disturbing. Like, I'm going yeah. to go find me an Equinox. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave oh. Magnum PI's uh, Ferrari. It might there. have yeah. been, it might have been like uh, fat, what's the, 
not Fast and Furious. What's the other one? Gone in sixty seconds, where they had a list. Oh yeah, and Equinox oh, was on the was list. on the list, but okay. not, the Ferrari, not the Ferrari, not okay. the three hundred eight GTS. Why would you want that? No. Fra- Frank is probably looking in the garage, going, "What the hell? What the hell? Thank well, God." Well, how do you fence a Ferrari? And you're right. Well, how true. do you drive a Ferrari if it's got a stick shift? You yeah. you, you chop shop it. I mean, I mean the parts. Quickly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the people yeah. the the people breaking into garages and stealing cars oh, like that they they don't have no, chop shop ability. No, I mean no. they're just they're yeah, just no, 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 that's no. a joyride type thing. I, I guess I would guess. I would know. guess too. And they probably use that key thing, you know, yeah. where you use a software on the headlight bulb yeah. and you know somehow you enter into the ECU and say, "Oh, it's me. I'm Frank." You know, I'm the fake Frank, and then the thing starts. Oh my god! (laughs) It might have been. You know, it's probably uh, it's probably easier to steal the Equinox. I would I would guess. Sure. Oh, for sure. And then, like, if you're going to be out, or maybe they stole it for another crime, and they were going to be out riding around, and they don't want. It's like, look for the person in the red Ferrari, (laughs) as opposed to look for the person in the gray Equinox. So, Frank, I I uh, listen. I'm I'm with you as a, a victim of crime. I feel for you. But, dude, that is kind of funny. Yeah, no need is. to play up your victimhood here, Norm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mr. Magnesium. You're just trying to get on Frank's good side. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> believe his me. ass. Because I, I, I think Frank is definitely going to run against Sherrod Brown, and uh, he might end up being our next senator, him and J.D. Vance together. I do have to say, J.D. and Sherrod Brown have been cooperating on a lot of legislation. So, well, you know, keep your antenna up for that. Um uh, they just uh, cooperated, for example, not only on the East Palestine stuff, but they also have cooperated on a uh, uh, JD introduced a bill with uh, Sherrod Brown as a co-sponsor on uh, certificate of origin of things you buy online. So there's this loophole. I didn't know about it. If you waddle down to Walmart and buy, I don't know, a towel or a pair of gym shoes, the the merchandise must be marked with where it's made, okay? Yeah. But if you buy it online from Amazon, it does not have to have a certificate of origin. So online purchases were not covered by the made in Mexico, made in USA, made in Canada. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So well, Frank is, uh, 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 excuse me, not, uh, uh, JD and uh, Sherrod Brown and, you know, several other Republicans and Democrats. That agree. are beholden to China. Well, oh, oh, this is uh, this is hats off to Norm because you have actually changed my outlook on some of this stuff. Norm came in here early on, one of these early podcasts, back in the lawyer talk days. And, uh, uh, he he made it clear that he won't buy anything that's made in China. He'll pay more just to get the same product that's not made in China. And uh, that has caused me, I can't say I've, I haven't done it since, but it has at least caused me to look. And if I have a viable option, I will take it almost always. And uh, sometimes you don't have a viable option. Uh, you're stuck. You just don't. You're right. Um, but, or you don't uh, know. You buy it online, you don't know. But I always look, and I will say this, that most of the time on Amazon, if you look, you'll find where it's made. Most of the time. Yeah. Whether they're required to do it or not. Most of the time it's yeah. there. And if it's not there, I think we're probably, we know what that means. Because people, if it's probably. Not, if right. it doesn't say made in China, it probably is made in China. Right. Well, if you hit the review clicky. A lot of the reviewers want to know where it's made. Yeah. A lot of people, people are interested in that. Now. So yeah. Amazon then feels like, okay, rather than make them ask, we're just going to tell them. Yeah. Or the, yeah. the, the sellers, whoever they right. are. But, uh, right. Uh, all right. Well, with that, we should probably wrap it up. It has been another riveting week here of Common Sense Ohio in the most nonsensical holiday of the year to me, which is Cinco de Mayo. Um, actually, I shouldn't say it makes perfect sense. Go sell I already had tacos. Sell parties. I already had tacos. I all had right, breakfast well, tacos, dude. 
Ja. So I'm celebrating the holiday that I feel is foolish. Um, and with that, we will, we will wrap it up here at Common Sense Ohio. If you want to get all the back episodes and all the blogs and everything else relevant to Common Sense Ohio, you just go to commonsenseohioshow.com. That's commonsenseohioshow.com where you can subscribe if you're having a hard time by now figuring out where you get your podcast. You can find it there. Uh, and just hit go or subscribe. You can check out our social media sites, Facebook. I don't know if we have Instagram. I should, probably should know that, but I don't know. Um, if we do, it's there. And then you can get access to Brett and Norm blogs. My blogs are there too, except you will be quickly. Um, They're invisible. You'll, you'll quickly buzz through those. Because there are <laughs> none. Uh, there, there's nothing there to uh, consume. But uh, we will be back next week delivering another healthy dose of common sense in a world that seems to be going awry. So we are right from the middle, at least until now.